0: Welcome to another episode of the Awareness to Action Enneagram podcast. My name is Creek, and I have with me Maria Jose Munita and Mario Sicora. How are you all doing today?
1: Great. Look, looking forward to talking about today's topic.
2: Yeah, well, we finally get to talk about something interesting. Right?
0: <laughs> all right. Speaking of navigating, what circles have you found yourself in that you were surprised to be in? Oh, boy, I just had one the other
2: day. So I was actually talking to a guy. um, And it wasn't so much a circle. And, and, And so this is important. Because when we talk about this domain, people tend to think it has to do with groups. Right. But it doesn't it has to do with people and how they operate. Okay, what's interesting about them what's not, but I found myself talking to a guy in Saudi Arabia, who I had been connected to by somebody, somebody who, you know, heard me talk at some point, and we were having a conversation about some project he is undertaking for the Saudi government. I'm just thinking, this is weird. I'm sitting in my office in (laughs) Abington, Pennsylvania, talking to a guy in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, um, just because of random connections that I've cultivated over the years.
0: Wow, that's that is kind of crazy. You were affecting the government of the of Saudi? Is that what I'm hearing? That's a scary uh, idea. It was,
2: yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it wasn't leading any business. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not in bed with the Saudis or <laughs> you know, I anything mean, against the, you know, the Saudi people.
0: Sure, anything, sure, but, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mirose?
1: in my case, I think that looking back, it's not one in particular, but. The range of circles that mm. I get involved in. So, if I like the Instagram, it's like first of all, I think it's coming from a personal attraction to the people who are leading or making happen, making things happen in different circles. I want to know what's mm. going on. I want to know who's who. So I identify the people. I tell to be very interested in knowing more about it. So I go to the right people. So I end up in the circle eventually that it's driving that circle, you know, that group. Yeah. So if I play tennis, I'm part of the board of the tennis club that I belong to. And in my building, I went to one meeting of my, the the building owners and people who live here and I'm part of that board as well. And I work with the Enneagram, and Mario has already made enough fun of me of how I ended up in the.
2: Muscle warrior. Yes, I, I know, I know, I did. Okay. <laughs> manipulated, yeah. manipulated.
1: Unconsciously, word, yeah. but probably I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do things, and I pay attention to things, and I'm drawn to things that get me into all of these circles, but to the group that it's kind of driving it because I know I would like to know what's going on and I want to contribute I want to make it better and it is very fast the way in Mm. which I get there
0: for me I mean other than being with two legendary figures right now um (laughs) I mean kind of kind of I wasn't going to Go there, but yeah. But we
2: are a big deal, Creek. I'm not denying that. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Um, But the example I was going to uh, say, weirdly, is um, wine club. So I am actually in a wine club with a bunch of old waspy people. And they're wonderful. And I am by far the youngest person in that room. They could buy me out probably 50 times over. But it's yeah those types of people that I'm like you did what you you're like the the chicken mafia of the uh, <laughs> Chicago area, <laughs> this is uh-huh. fascinating so yeah stuff like that so, so uh,
2: it's it's when you mentioned that when when Bill Withers was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame you know the the '60s early '70s singer. Will Withers was an interesting case study, probably a navigator more than a transmitter, right? So he gets out of the Navy, he's looking for something to do, had no idea what his next career is going to be. He said, You know, this music thing looks pretty easy. And so, he, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah, right. I hear you. Great. <laughs> just flipped and, off the camera, to yeah. everyone who could not. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, you know, so he starts writing songs, and it turns out he's got this amazing voice, right? And so for. For seven, eight years, he is huge. But then he just lost interest, right? He's like, you know, I don't really enjoy the performing. I, you know, I just was looking for a way to make a living and then, you know, kind of disappeared for a while, but he still made money because of the songs. But when he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, the, the thing was, he said, was, you know, he's giving the acceptance speech, telling his story, and he's, you know, and, uh, and Stevie Wonder inducted him. And he said, you know, my life started out here and then I went there. And now, Stevie Wonder knows my name. Right? Hmm. And again, it was to that point you're talking about. And what happens with navigators is there might be something interesting happening over there. Mm-hmm. right? It's not, oh, I need to be around people. But it's, hmm, that looks interesting. Let me kind of wind my way over and see what's going on. Yeah, And then you talk to people and you ask them questions and you start building these relationships that lead to... Strange places.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me tell you one strange place that it got me to. So I met this guy in some meeting, and he had a job like um, global network of CEOs. or There was something global and leadership. So I found it interesting, and I said, I'd love to know more about it. So why don't we get together for coffee one day and talk about it? Because I said, okay, maybe he has a network that might be useful to me, or whatever. But I was willing to explore. And I'm a woman. He's a man. He was a man. He is. And he read it differently, and it ended up with me feeling very uncomfortable because he thought that I was interested in him, mm. and um, made some uncomfortable movements uh, until I said, you know what. <laughs> I'm not comfortable here, so I'm not meeting mm. with you anymore. So it's interesting that that curiosity, that interest might not be perceived the same or understood from the other side.
0: Ain't that true.
1: And oh. you might want to delete that if you want to, but, but it's true.
2: <laughs> That's
0: the best part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've told people I'm, I'm generally flexible, but never free.
2: Absolutely, and you know, as we're going to see as we talk about the navigating domain, there is a discrimination, you know, I mean, it's not just, okay, you know, whoever wants to come on board, come on board, this sort of thing, right? Uh, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm assessing. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of this domain, right? I'm assessing. Now it's different from what we'll see in the transmitting domain, because the transmitting domain is about quick assessments, right? Ah, he looks interesting, ah, she looks interesting, mm-hmm. I'm going after that, right? Um, and if they don't find that interest right away, it's boom off to the next thing. That's but much navigators, mean- it's more of a scanning, methodical. Uh, yeah, methodical is moving around. Okay, well, let me see. You know, <laughs> let me find out where this goes and so forth. You the know, planting but seeds. If you're boring. Yeah, planting seeds a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. great metaphor, great analogy for what's often happening in the navigating domain. Mm. Uh, this. I, I think is probably the most misunderstood of the three domains, and we've we've had this conversation before. I don't know if we've discussed it on this podcast, but you know, certainly Muriel Jose and I have talked about it. With preserving and with transmitting, you can see it, hmm. right? With navigating, you can't. Right? With navigating, there's no telltale behaviors, activities, and so forth, because so much of it is based on observation. And so people don't really see what's going on. So when we read the literature about this instinctual bias, people think it has to do with social, It's about being extrovert, about being want to be around
0: a lot of people. Could one potential area could be something along the lines of your contact book or list?
1: And it, but it's not literal, because it's, but it is part of the pla- of the plantings of seed is having a broad network. And because some people might be useful for this or interesting for that reason. So like your social media contacts. Look, I discriminate. I have certain rules. There's some people I would leave out I don't accept as Facebook friends.
2: There's at least one guy that you cut out of your network, right? So. <laughs>
1: no, I, I have two rules, but I won't share them here. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so so in social media, if, if that's the equivalent to your address book, it's kind of like that, because it's a loose network that it's flexible, all sorts of people that might be, as I said, interesting or useful. And you kind of manage in different ways. You are aware of the spectrum and you might do certain movements towards some of them. Uh, but you're aware of the spectrum. You know who's there. If I Mm -hmm. had to categorize who's there, I could say I have my (laughs) coaching network and I have my friends from university and all of that and I have the Enneagram people and I have people in self-development in general. I know who's there.
0: On my phone, most of my contacts have their location and something that they can do for me in in that like, if I want to find a drummer, because it, I just, this just happened the other day, someone's like, hey, I need a drummer for a band. So I just go into my contacts and I type in drummer and then all of them appear and then I send out messages and I get excited about connecting people in that way. Yeah.
2: So this is a distinction here and I'm glad you made that uh, somebody needs a drummer, right? Because when it comes to networking and relationship building and Rolodex building, two ways to go about it. One is transactional. What can this person do for me? All right. Ah, this person could be useful to help me blank. And that's typically what we see in transmitters. Okay. It's a more, uh, not that they don't have genuine friendships and they're not generous and kind and all that stuff, but the natural way of networking is, ah, you could help me this, right? Whereas with navigators, this person's interesting and could be useful. I'm not sure how yet, mm-hmm. uh, but I just want to keep them on my radar, because I might need somebody, I might know somebody who needs something that this person might have to oh, So it's that connecting piece of it.
1: You made me think yeah. about my address book on my phone. and. I also have those kind of categories, and I have a letter for different categories before the name, so that I can sort them very easily. And whenever somebody needs anything, but in my case, it's more about restaurants, places to stay, delivery, and mm. those kind of things. And I'm very quick at suggesting things and sending options and all the contact lists because I have them, right. so that I can access them quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, is it's. it's it's a bigger picture sort of networking, I think, that happens, right? This may not pay off for years, mm-hmm. right? But, but I,
0: I just want to keep an eye on that person. Yeah. And it, I, I want to protect my, um, how people view me a little bit in that it's not all my relationships are transactional and like, <laughs> what can you do for me?
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: It's, it's, it is actually more along the lines of like, I want to be able to present people with opportunities, um, one of my friends got stranded in England, and I could—I had like six people I could call to be like, "Do you have a place to stay, or do you have a friend that has a place to stay for this person?"
1: Right. Yeah, that was one of them. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, and yeah. and yes, it's. But what navigators tend to do is look at the people and classify people according to different criteria. So you know who is yeah. doing what, what, how close or how far. Yeah. You're kind of naturally putting them in different boxes. Not that they those boxes constrain them, but it helps you sort through all that list of people that you are in touch with more easily. So, uh,
2: this is a good place to define what we mean by navigating and why we don't use social, right? So, you know, people call this a social instinct. And it has to do with the group. It has to do with, you know, culture. It has to do with shaping the way that the group thinks about things. Except that in reality it doesn't. Okay? What it has to do with is understanding group dynamics, understanding the people in the group so that I know where I fit and I know how to make my way through this social environment I find myself in. Okay. So it is all about gathering information, the strategic sharing of that information, okay, and storing information away. It's like map making, okay, in a lot of ways, right? It's, it's you know, it's one of the reasons we call it navigating. It's it's like, okay, I'm plotting everything out socially, so I get it. A big misunderstanding about the, the, the navigating one, or what people call the social one, oh, social ones are always trying to change society, you know, talk about more. No, 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 they're not. They are trying to understand what's the right way to behave within this environment, right? not trying to change it. I'm trying to make sure that I am following the rules of the
1: group. And if you want to change it, you want to make it a bit better, but it's more limited in scope than a transmitting one would be probably.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I only wanted to add that When you talked about you want to understand the group uh, so that I can kind of find my way to where I want to go, for the different strategies or types, it would be a different place that you want to go. So for uh, navigating eight, will be, how do I get to a power position? Uh, As you said, for navigating one, how do I I understand it so that I behave in a proper way. For navigating four, it would be, well, is this where I want to be or not? And I want to position myself outside of this group. It could be. I don't want to be yeah. seen as part of this group. So it's it's different yeah. goals using the same means.
2: It can be who am I compared to all these other people, right, right. with the navigating domain, right? What is my, what, what my self-definition? What is my social definition based on...
0: Comparison to all these other folks doesn't relate at all to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right (laughs) Uh, You got it tattooed on your back, man. What are you talking about? So just like the preserving, we have three subdomains in the navigating Bias. We have trust and reciprocity. We have power, influence, dynamics, status, and identity. So let's start with trust and reciprocity
2: look, humans are a social species and every interaction we have is around establishing trust and reciprocity. When we teach this domain, we usually show a picture of two chimpanzees, right, kind of sitting next to each other and they look like they're gossiping, right? It looks like they're, they're you know, g- talking about other people. And the reason we gossip is so that we know who we can trust and who we can't, who we can depend on and who we don't, right? If you know somebody that I want to know more about, it's a shortcut for me to say, Hey, Creek, tell me about so and so. Right. So I don't have to make my own assessment through lived experience, which could either take a long time or, you know, be a bad idea because you could have just told me, oh, stay away from that guy. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? So the information exchange is all about understanding who I can trust. And we do some of that through experience too, right? Interacting with people. But we share information about trust through, you know, information exchange. Uh, don't be careful with that person, mm-hmm. right? And, information um,
1: exchange is just a cool word to say gossip, but it's not just gossip. <laughs> it's not just gossip. It's, yeah. it's like an mm-hmm. impulse to share information that might be useful to someone else. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's like okay, so this happened. Who needs to know? Who will benefit from it?
2: As with anything else, these things can be done adaptively or maladaptively, right? So gossip is usually thought of as a maladaptive information exchange that's used to harm others or advance ourselves at their expense. You know, in, in a positive way, it's just hey, Creek. You know, I thought you should know this. You, you know, uh, there's a job opening over there. Mm-hmm. Right? You might be interested. In connecting those people, like mm-hmm. you're
0: talking about earlier. Yeah. I think just for clarification's sake, reciprocity, according to Merriam Webster, the practice of exchanging things with others for mutual benefit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I scratch your back, will you
2: scratch mine? Mm-hmm. Right. If I share my food with you when I have plenty, will you share yours with me when I need? Right. This is reciprocity.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't, I think the difference with the other two. Domains uh, the transmitting and preserving is that it doesn't need to be right away. I'm willing to mm-hmm. share today my time, my resources because I know that down the road I might need, and you might give it big, give something back. Maybe not the same, but help me. Mm-hmm. And if not, when they this relationship starts to feel unbalanced then i want to stop doing it i'm not willing mm-hmm. to continue to invest there because this is not you're not reciprocating uh, but i'm willing to wait a bit willing to just mm-hmm. do it and see what happens later
2: the um, another important element of this is maintaining group coherence right so you think back to our ancestors who lived in a tribe of about 150 people there were power discrepancies in those, both physical power and resource power, et cetera. And so it's easy for you know, certain more powerful figures to take advantage of the others. Okay? So how do we keep people in line without resorting to violence? Well, we exchange information. Right. So if, you know, Maria Jose cheats me in a game of cards, I'm gonna, you know, turn to you, Creek and say, Hey, you know what, be careful, don't play cards with her because she cheats but you're the one who And cheats. so now Uh, Sure, but I'm not going to admit that. I I just don't ever play cards. (laughs) Well, there you go, actually. (laughs) You know, look, I I live by the (laughs) dictum. I I live by the motto, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Uh, (laughs) Wow,
0: you heard it here first, folks.
2: Um, (laughs) But once that gets out, nobody wants to play with me anymore, (laughs) right? So it keeps me from cheating because if I want to play Monopoly with people and they know that I cheat, They're going to say, well, no, you cheat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so next time I'm going to have to not cheat or get better at cheating, but, you know, (laughs) ideally not cheat. (laughs) You know, information exchange keeps order Mm -hmm. in the world without resorting to violence and punitive means.
1: And I think that group coherence, like having, I don't know, fair rules or be consistent Creates trust. I know that I can trust these people because they will respond in a coherent way, and and they're trustworthy.
0: I, I hear I hear in my head some pushback against like, well, relationships shouldn't shouldn't be transactionatory, and I just I'm not. I hear what you're saying, person in my head, but you're not being honest with yourself. Of course, of
2: course, I, I, this is you know. This drives me crazy. You know, there's this knock on twos, so oh, they give to get, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course they do. They're human, mm-hmm. right? You know, but that doesn't mean every one of our interactions is selfish, okay? But we depend on each other people, for other people mm-hmm. to get our needs met. And this is what reciprocity is about. Relationships are reciprocal. I love you, you love me back, right? If you stop loving me, well then I'm a fool for continuing to love you. Or, you know, if you start to become a drain on resources, mm-hmm. right? You know, a taker rather than a sharer. It is about sharing.
1: Make me fun, have fun and you're yeah. giving me that joy. Yeah, you, know? you amuse yeah. me. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. have to be something something material, mm-hmm. uh, but I am getting something of
0: you. If I can get a little personal here, the Something that has helped me a little bit is when I'm going through something. It sometimes it's a struggle to reach out to people. Um, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't need their help. I should be able to solve this on my own. I should be able to, like I can, I can grieve by myself. No one needs to know about this. But I'm like, would I say that about food or sleep? Because people are equally as crucial to my health. And so if it, if I view it more as like, no, this is just a necessity of how to live as a healthy human and to be able to, to survive well in this yeah. world, then, then I do need, I do actually need people, and it's not a codependent statement to say that. Look, this is why churches and
2: social organizations survive, right? Because, you know, we're there for each other, right? When I need something, you're there for me. When you need something, we're here for you. And that's just part of being a social species. There's nothing. Now, again, if you're a taker, If it's all about me and not giving back, if it's all about me taking. But again, that's where the information exchange comes in because at some point people say, you know what, he's not contributing. Mm -hmm. He's not pulling his weight. And that's when the individual gets ostracized and becomes vulnerable.
0: So the next subdomain is power and influence dynamics. And
2: this is about understanding those dynamics, right? Who has power, who has influence, who you know, who do I need to go to to get something done, right? Who do I need to connect to this other person? What are the what are the power dynamics here? It does not mean that navigators all want power. Just eight. Okay. <laughs> no, not <nothing> others. <laughs> not just eights, but yes. certainly eights, right? I mean, and again, this is, you know, when we start talking about the navigating eight, this is exactly what we're talking about. How do I manage the power dynamics, preferably so I have more of it? Uh, than other people do. It's Don Corleone from The Godfather, right? So this is all about understanding how the group politics work. And navigators tend to be really good at it. I've got this complex political situation at work. How do I manage it? Maria Jose was talking about her preserving mother going to her for advice on political you know, dynamics in her mother's workplace. Navigators have a sense of... Here's how you navigate these political dynamics uh, and influence dynamics. So it's very much about politics, okay, and not necessarily governmental politics, but politics of all sorts, which is just how groups interact, right? There's politics in a family, in a in a wine club, and you know whatever. It's about social intelligence, right? The ability to read nuances and subtle group dynamics. That navigators are gifted at, right? You can see navigators in a group communicating to each other non-verbally, right? Just glances of the eyes, yeah, that happen. If you ever see the movie *The Breakfast Club*, I a mean, great example of it. Just there's all these things that have, I think, mean, we'll Go watch a movie, you'll, you'll grow. <laughs> you'll learn. As a, you know, you'll 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 advance as a human being. But um, but it you know there are these scenes where nobody says anything they all just look at each other and but it says everything yeah and it's like navigators yeah it's
1: like did you see that it's like can you believe she said it Mm. or understanding the implications of what was said and how it was perceived and the consequences and it's this whole reading of the scene that you share that you're seeing the same
0: well and i think in some ways right the Politics is supposed to be about the people. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's supposed that's to be what it right, means. Yeah, and and police. and it's yeah. like you do this and you do this and let's collaborate and compromise and find a better mm-hmm. way to do this. Um, that's what it's supposed to be. So politics is. I mean, I, I know we have a negative connotation to that right now. Yeah, in culture, but well,
2: but it's always been that way, right? Yeah. always I've never heard you know in twenty five years of working with executives. You hardly ever hear anybody talking positively about office politics, Mm. except the navigators, right? Mm. They they get it. it, Politics can be done maladaptively, right? Selfishly to hurt others, to to advance yourself, or it's just the way you get stuff done.
0: And it's always going to
2: be messy. It's exactly right. It's like, okay, I've got six stakeholders in this situation. I have to make them all happy. I have to find compromises. I have to make concessions. Okay? How do I maneuver these? How do I manage those things? That's what navigating is
0: about. Yeah.
2: Uh, there's also this other uh, thing we have here about hierarchy management. right? So um, you know, humans are hierarchical creatures. You know, I love when I see these organizations saying, oh, we're going to take hierarchies out of the business and treat everybody equal, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great idea, and it has never, ever worked. Right, because even if you take the hierarchies off the organizational charts, hierarchies will form Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what human nature does. And we're not suggesting again that navigators need to be at the top of it, but they 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 pay attention to it. They're inclined to understand it, Mm
1: -hmm. understand again the implications of it. Like I have so many clients or a few who have said, "Yeah, I don't want to. I want to be one more of the group of the team." I said, "Well, you're not." You know, you're the boss and you need to act like it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you're treating them poorly or anything, but you're the boss and people will tell you some things and will not tell you certain things. And that's okay. So understanding those kind of politics is important. And when you don't, when you don't pay attention or don't even want to acknowledge that they're there you're missing out on a big deal of things that are going on
2: it's it's the it's the parent who wants to be their child's friend mm. and and that's just the sign of somebody who's going to be a lousy parent mm-hmm. okay because a child needs a parent he's got plenty of friends okay uh, now it doesn't mean that the parent has to be a tyrant doesn't mean that they have to be a dictator but it means they underst- need to understand the nature of the relationship that is required in all sorts of environments
0: yeah I was just listening to uh a philosophy podcast the other day, and he was talking about how, yes, I guess in some way, everyone's voice matters, but we've gotten to the point where we think everyone's voice requires an equal weight. Yes. And I just, I want to be really careful here because yes, there are ways in which we have have silenced certain voices that need to be heard. Absolutely. But the guy that has read one book about how to do heart surgery... You're you're gonna want the guy that is that has done heart surgery numerous times and has gone to college and done all the things to do your heart surgery. He has he needs to have way more weight in the opinion on on how to do a heart surgery. Yeah, and 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 part of being a good navigator
2: is understanding when different opinions are relevant and when they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, to your point some guy who you know did his internet research about heart surgery his opinion doesn't weigh as much as somebody who you know was went to medical school and has done 50 you know 500 Heart surgeries, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, this guy named Tom Nichols who wrote, uh, who's written a couple of good books about expertise and the death thereof. And we see this, especially in today's environment where people think, well, you know, these experts, what do they know? They're always wrong. And so my opinion is just as good. And everybody, you know, and the people who say that all say it until it gets to their profession.
0: Hmm.
2: Right. And then, you know, and when you say, okay, well, you're a plumber. So is my opinion as good as yours? When Mm -hmm. it comes to plumbing, well, no, plumbing's different because blah, 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 Mm -hmm. right? Because it's an area where I have expertise and I understand that expertise matters. Yeah.
1: And understanding, I think, I'm stuck with the previous part of the conversation about the politics and how the hierarchy has an influence on how people from a lower level might might never say no to a boss you know so I was with the team the other day an executive team and they said well we did this and you're telling me that they were not they did not agree to it but I asked them and somebody else said yeah but they would never say no to you so understanding those subtleties how human nature works how hierarchy affects the way in which people behave and react it's a very navigating thing it's like for navigators it's a bit more natural to understand those dynamics
2: yeah, you can add cultural dynamics sure. to that, right? I mean, not just regional within a country. The U.S. Northeast is different from the the Southeast, yeah. right? Uh, very different culturally. And, you know, North America very different from South America, and the U.S. different from Mexico and so forth. And being attuned to those differences is important. When I do 360 assessments, I always have to calibrate to the people I'm speaking to culturally for the very reasons you're talking about, Marie Jose, when I'm talking primarily you know, to people in Latin countries, there's much more unwillingness to question or talk bad about the leader than there is in, say, German cultures, right? Where you're gonna get the unvarnished, you know.
1: At least face-to-face. You know,
2: face. Feedback, right. In a safe environment, it'll come yes,
1: out, right? big but, time. Yeah. They will all be talking about it <laughs> behind their backs.
0: Yeah. All right, so the third subdomain for navigating is status and identity
1: yes so there once you have the map you want to find to figure out where you fit in and it's where's my status what's my status what's my identity where do i fit in in which part of this map i am and where do i want to be where do i want to position myself And I remember when, so after Mario was president of the IEA, of the International Illegium Association, and then I was, and we were both past presidents, and we went to some kind of party reception that the president throws every, before every conference, or used to at least, we didn't know where to stand. We didn't know if we wanted to be in the corner or close to the door. It was very uncomfortable because we were used to being the president. And that is easy. The president should be there greeting people like the bride or the groom, you know, just going from one group to another. That's what's expected. Your role was clear. So role clarity here is very important. Because then mm-hmm. you feel more comfortable as a navigator performing, even seeming uh, transmitting, it could be. When your role is clear, you're willing to become probably more assertive. But if it's not, you just sometimes don't know what to do with yourself.
2: You'll see this in startups, right? So startups have a very kind of transmitting environment most of the time, right? We have to grow. We got to make money. We got to sell stuff. You know, everybody do everything. You know, whatever needs to be done, somebody just pick up the broom and do it, right? And then you get to a point where that's just a recipe for chaos, right? You can do it up to a certain point, and then it becomes chaotic. And so then you need to go into kind of this navigating mode of, okay, let's define the roles here, right? Let's understand how this thing works so that we can function effectively. And then you kind of go into a preserving mode, right, of maintenance and continued structure and process. We talk about reputation management here, and uh, this is about how much do I reveal about myself, right? There's a consciousness and a deliberateness to the way that preservers, I'm sorry, navigators present themselves and share information. Should I tell this story or shouldn't I, right? If I tell this story, will they think positively of me or will they you know think he's a jerk or you know and i i would like to say that the navigators share enough to be accepted but not so much to be rejected it can also make other people think that navigators are sneaky right or up to something or manipulative right? because the, people can see navigators weighing their behavior, right? And their actions and so forth. So it's one of the challenges that others
0: have with navigators. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, I'm kind of getting flooded with examples in my mind. Um, Quack, quack, quack. I don't know. It's been very helpful actually. Um, So when it comes to status and identity, I don't think it's entirely, entirely related to belonging. That feels like something slightly no, different.
2: No. Yeah, it's, it's not about belonging, right? And again, this is one of the misunderstandings of the navigating domain, right? It's, it's about understanding where I am on this map. You know, it's kind of the, the you are here spot at the mall, right? It's, it's not, oh, I want everybody to love me and embrace me and accept me in. I, I, yeah, I want to be connected, okay, but to the extent that I want... Right? And that'll vary from you know, a navigating two will want to be more connected, navigating nine will want to be more connected uh, than, say, a, preser- a navigating eight or a navigating four or even a navigating one. So uh, it's not about, yeah, I'm part of this group. It can be part of it sometimes, but it's about, okay, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. And now I know what to do next. I know where to stand at the party.
1: A very, I think, vivid example is when... The team is at a meeting where they sit. And so usually the leader has his or has her seat. And there's people who tend to sit by their side and that sends a message. Some people who send who sit further away, who might be disengaged, or sending another message whether they want it or not. And it's so much fun for me to see how people sit around the table, usually with teams. It says so much about their internal dynamics. And people who are not aware and are not intentional about it, when I talk to them and they say, "Oh, I want to be more involved, I want them to consider me. And I said, so why do you sit so far away? Where do you, what role do you want to have? Where do you want to sit? Because that will send a message. I'm very deliberate about the places I sit. And if I want to, I don't know, become part of a group, I'll sit right across the person who is in charge. And if I want to send a message, like when Mario was president and I was, I think, vice president, I would sit right by his side in every meeting. Of course, there was somebody else who wanted to sit there, so I got there first in the morning. Uh, <laughs>
2: It's tough being popular.
1: (laughs) I know. So all of those things, I think navigators are more aware of it than the other two instinctual biases.
0: An example that comes to my mind is the times in which two of my social circles start to overlap and I don't necessarily have control. I don't know how to engage both sides. So then I'm sat there like, Okay, everyone, just kind of just talk to each other. Like, I know you're going to get along, There's, but, like, I don't know, am I the conversation starter? Do I need to interview this person so this person knows? So, like, and then there's certain times when I'm in meetings where I'm like, I wish I was in charge because this would be done in five minutes instead of 20. But, but yeah, it's not so it's your just, role. It's, it's not my role. So I, I go to the opposite extreme most of the time. Where I, where I don't engage at all and so in
2: in the first situation there you know you have a clearly identified role in one social circle and you have another clearly identified role in the other social circle and sometimes when those two groups come together we don't know which hat to wear right and it becomes confusing and okay which which creek am I
0: here and that's not inauthentic no, no. it's human uh,
2: so so the dissonance is this internal stress caused by competing ways of satisfying the same need okay different tactics can satisfy the same strategy and so we can satisfy this need to navigate effectively in multiple ways and some of them are contradictory and they cause this internal dissonance okay this internal stress should i do this or should i do that okay should i uh, should i seek acceptance or should i manage my image, right? Meaning craft something. And when we say seek acceptance, it's about sharing something about myself that will ingratiate me toward others. And the writer Truman Capote, who wrote uh, In Cold Blood, he was brilliant at getting information out of people. And what he would do is he he would go in and he'd sit down with somebody he was interviewing, and he would tell some horrible story about himself, right? Some utter failure, he had some deep character flaw, whatever it was, and it would elicit this need from the other to reciprocate and expose themselves in the same way. Right. So it was a brilliant navigating tactic, okay, of, I'm going to share something about myself to establish a bond. But if I go too far, and say, well, there was that time I ran over the dog, and you know, and didn't, didn't, tell didn't tell anybody. anybody yeah. and <laughs> didn't tell anybody, and then and then backed up and ran over it again just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, now people are like, whoa, 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 you know, too too much information, mm-hmm. you know. So the navigator is always trying to figure out what is that line between an engaging and appealing exposure of myself versus too much information.
1: Yeah, and it made me think, Craig, about when you said about sharing your needs because that's mm. something personal. So do I want to share that I need that? What are they going to think of me? Am I going to become like a burden? Well, I'm talking about myself here, but I do have an issue as well <laughs> about uh, on sharing my needs. I'm very quick at helping other people and telling them, what they could do. But when it's about my issues, I tend to have a harder time because it feels like I'm exposing myself too much. And I'm not sure what's going to happen after that. It feels uncomfortable. So it's all the Mm -hmm. time, how much do I share so that
2: they don't run away? And this will vary based on Enneagram type. Right. So again, what people are comfortable sharing will vary based on their type. Uh, you know, for example, as an eight, I tend to share things that other people might think. Who would admit that? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, okay. Uh, you know, for example, I, I have this gift for falling asleep in other people's presence. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> when I, when I get tired or bored or something like that, I just, I, it's just lights out. Right. Maria Jose has witnessed this in you know, all, all over the world, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, and I remember one time I was asleep and I had just started to wake up and we were in a, a van, it was in Cairo, I think. And, and you know, somebody says to Maria Jose, is he sleeping? You know, she says, yeah, he does that, you know, but, but it, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, I like telling this story because it, it's, it's my way of saying, hey, I'm the kind of person, I don't care what you think, right? It's, you know, an eight flex, okay? Now, when I tell that story to people, my wife is horrified. Who, why do you always bring that up? You know, why do you admit that you do that? That's horrible. Okay. So it'll vary from type
1: to type as well. Yeah, but it's, it's intentional. You're sending a message. You, you're yeah, crafting absolutely. your image there.
2: Exactly right. You're
1: crafting how you want to be perceived. It's not just, I want to share that because.
2: Yeah.
0: But not necessarily consciously. Uh, No, not always. (laughs) Not always.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, not not, not always. Sometimes it is. And other times it's just.
1: No, I don't, I don't it's in, it it's like yeah. intuitive. You know that it serves a purpose.
2: <laughs> you know, in that
1: way, it's not conscious. When,
2: <laughs> when you've worked at something for years and years yeah. and years, it just becomes intuitive, and you do it without thinking. Wow! All
0: right, um,
2: save me, Creek, before people think I'm not a nice guy. Well, a well, I don't think you really care about that. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah. They, so we have, as as you can hear, the uh, the distance is happening. <laughs> yeah. In vivo, uh, seeking yeah. acceptance and managing the image. Um, right. So that's our internal dialogue. Yes. Um, we have external happenstance? No, external... What's the word? The contradiction. There we go. We have an yeah. external contradiction that happens. Yeah. I, Meaning sometimes they're like this and other times they're yeah, like and that. And people ahead,
1: many times don't understand what's going on here and don't like it. So the contradiction is connecting versus judging. So you want to navigate the group, you want to sometimes be part of it, or at least engage in conversations, and all of a sudden you're doing what navigator do, look around, put labels on people, classify them, that is a bit judging, so this person adheres to the rules. this one doesn't, this person is of this group, that person is of that group, you're classifying people, you're judging who is doing what, who belongs to what, and that could be uncomfortable for people so yeah i kind of want to connect to this person but i feel judged i feel this person is assessing me in some way
2: yeah it can come across as a kind of snobbery at times Cross, i remember years ago my brother and sister telling me what a snob i was and i was just shocked by that because i you know i just never thought of myself that way but i am Right. I mean, because I'm constantly assessing. And in fact, when I came up with this, this construct of these contradictions, I could easily figure out the preserving and the transmitting. And I was wrestling with, okay, what is the contradiction in the navigating? So I started looking at all the other navigators I knew, and I came up with this idea of, you know, connecting versus judging. But then I said, but yeah, uh it doesn't work because I don't do that. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. that I, I, it, It's the water I swim in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing it all the time so much that I don't even recognize it. Mm. You want to know what I think about you? <laughs> I'll tell you.
0: No, no. <laughs> we'll revisit that another time.
2: You know, I
1: hate it when people ask me, what do you think about this person? Because I have so many opinions.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I wish I didn't. <laughs>
0: And I think that's, in some ways, I mean, again, adaptive, maladaptive way of doing this, mm-hmm. it's when someone asks me, hey, I want you to listen to these five songs that I just recorded and tell me what you think. I'm like, I don't know if you want me to do yeah. that. Yeah. Because I, I yeah. will find ways in which they are, there is some goodness in there. But oftentimes it's like, ooh, buddy, you yeah. uh, we should go back to the drawing board. Um mm-hmm. And it's not, and it's not any sort of um, I'm better than you or you're better than me. It's just like, well, this is just, this is just the thing. It's, it's not yeah. a superiority yeah. complex. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's about evaluating and creating assessments in the mind, right? It's, and sometimes they're negative, sometimes they're, you know, maladaptively framed, uh, and other times more adaptive. Yep. We need to do that, right? I mean, there's a discrimination. Okay, we can't just. You know, accept everything in life at face value. We, you know, we have to figure it out. Yes,
1: yes. But sometimes it creates some limitations for navigators, at least for myself, at least for me. And in that, I wish I didn't care about certain things. I wish I didn't see these categories that I belong or don't belong to, and I had the freedom to just swim across these categories. But when I see people wearing certain kinds of clothes, and I said, and I say, I, would ne- I could never wear that. I wish I didn't care, but I do.
2: Yeah. So, the, the, so this is the issue of inhibition. Yeah. Right? Uh, navigators are, can be paralyzed by inhibition, not out of fear of, oh, I'll fail or something, but what will people think? Okay, how will people read this? How will people understand this? And then what will they say about me afterward?
0: So what you're saying is navigators need to drink more to lower their inhibitions. They they do. That's that's been my strategy for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think on that note, uh, I think we've convinced everyone that it's better to be a navigator. um, Why would anybody want to be anything else? Yeah, Um, there there you go. (laughs) So
2: should we we talk about the pattern of expression here before we wrap up? Yeah, okay. So... So for people who are navigators, obviously that's the zone of enthusiasm, right? There's the old saying from uh, the, the writer Dorothy Parker, if you don't have something nice to say about someone, come sit next to me, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's like I get juiced by information about people. But the transmitting domain is where we start to see this zone of inner conflict, now, if you know navigators, you know, anybody who, you know, attends my programs or listens to me on podcasts or whatever, they start to say, are you sure he's not a transmitter? Right? Because I, I can go on. Uh, but it's, it's role specific. It's where I feel comfortable. It's where I feel like that's what my job is. But sit me down with a group of people that I don't really know. And I'm, I'm, I have no interest in transmitting. In fact, I feel inadequate in my ability to do so in unstructured environment. Let
1: alone fight for right. airtime. I mean, I'm not willing yeah. to fight for airtime. If you don't want me to talk, right. I'll just shut up.
2: A- exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. OK, so I'm, I'm happy to just sit here and listen, or if you're not interested, pretend I'm listening, or <laughs> if you're really not interesting, <laughs> just fall asleep, you know, so, uh, <laughs> right, so you know. But I'm not going to fight for airtime like Maria Jose says. So it's this inner conflict. I kind of want to transmit because uh, i feel like i got something to say but you know, it comes at an energetic cost like for the preserve mm-hmm. and the navigating domain.
1: Yeah does. so mm-hmm. so there's these almost inner transmitter that wants to come out but not at any cost yeah. with limitations Yeah when my role is clear when i feel kind of safe comfortable and when yeah there's less risk i think or drunk Yeah
0: <laughs> The amount of times that uh, the Enneagram has come up in conversation and I just have to sit there kind of squeezing my fists in the corner not to say something just because yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Right. You you don't want to be
2: yeah, absolutely. I, I I hear it. I I hate in social environments when people want to start talking about the Enneagram. You know, it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. I just <laughs> right. yeah. I don't, don't want to be that guy, right? So, now, the uh, zone of indifference is in the preserving domain. And again, this doesn't mean that navigators don't exercise or, you know, play sports or cook or whatever, right? But it means that they're not motivated by preserving their energy, right? There's this, you know, sure, everybody needs to recharge. Everybody has those days where I just want to sit and veg out. But what you'll start to see in navigators is after a while... I've got to get out and navigate, right? I'm going to pick up my laptop and I'm going to go to the coffee shop because I just can't sit here by myself anymore, right? I, you know, I just, I'm not all that interested in the details of things, okay? I don't want to sit here and go through all the receipts because you've already lost my attention, right, with the details of these things. Not all that interested in administrative aspects of things i don't want to go shopping and do those sort of things you know uh, for mundane sort of things
1: again you might understand that those things are important but they can usually wait until tomorrow
0: um with that being said again hopefully uh we've convinced you that navigating is the best way of uh operating in the world and you should sign up um (laughs) So uh tune in next week. We're gonna be talking about transmitters. Have a great week. You, you too. too See you guys. See you. Welcome to another. Ooh. You were gonna say fathoms, weren't you? <laughs> 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 uh, uh.
2: Now we know what your true favorite podcast is, Creek. You know, we're we're secondary. That's all right. It's like it's like when your mother calls you by your brother's name or something, you <laughs> yeah, know, and right. gives gives away who she really cares no, about. well.
0: What are your two what are your two roles? So
1: dressed in a um uniform like uh like from the military or things like that. Or with a flag or something—they're just nuts every time. And women who are showing guys in camouflage, their right? breasts too much. Uh, uh-huh. Those two, I just don't even think about it.
2: They're you know, it's it's weird because I have those same two rules, but kind of the opposite. <laughs>
1: you know. uh, uh,